Matt Stepp. The next high school football game you attend will be in the month of December. How do you feel about that? Teams to remember, play in December. Tap and step. Your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. I am the Tep, Dave Tepper. Hi, and I am, oh gosh, what, what was my name? You're Damn it. Matt Ray. Yes, I'm Matt Ray. Hello. We do thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber. A, do you want to give people the why 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 we are those people? Yeah, on one of the NFHS broadcasts, someone referenced... Uh, Listening to the show and call. Which, hey, shout out! Yes, appreciate you. Shout out to to. You. I won't. I won't call the, the game out because. Yeah. You know, might I want to? I want to protect the innocent here, but uh, yeah, it called us Dave Tepper and Matt Ray. So uh, Dave Tepper. Thank you. I think. I mean, I mean, the guy who owns the the guy who owns the Panthers, the one who I often get tweets on his mm-hmm, behalf. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's David Tepper. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, so I don't know where Matt Ray came I don't know who Matt Ray is, but yeah. I mean, you know, I've been called worse. So, you know, I'll Probably take been it. called worse this week. Uh, yeah, actually uh, earlier today with my wife. <laughs> this is your regional final preview edition of Tep and Step. We do thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber. Uh, coming up here in just a little bit, we are going to take a look back at the regional semifinals. But more importantly, we're going to give Matt Step a chance to do any do-overs on his uh, predictions. It's mm. the mid, it's the mm. midterm, so we'll uh, we'll give him an opportunity to, okay. to change change course, and then we will bring out our regional final draft, the last draft of the year, buddy. Last yeah. draft till August. I know, I know. It's a little sad. Because uh, next week, by the way, we will have a state semifinal edition, but we'll just preview all 20 games. I got so. state semifinals, and I will just skip we'll just it. Rip through it. Yeah, yeah exactly. So we'll have that coming up here in just a little bit. But first, Matthew, we will start, as we always do, with your Texas high school football fun fact of the week presented by the greatness of country meets. Mm-mm, country Mm-mm. Meets. Thanks to our friends at Country Meets for being the official sponsor of the show. They're avid football fans like us and know that equipment isn't cheap. That's why they make fundraising easy and accessible to anyone from peewee teams to high school varsity. Head on over to countrymeets.com and use the discount code STEP10 to get 10% off your first order. That's discount code STEPP10 at countrymeets.com. Country Meets, it's good enough for Lyle Young, he's a Texas Tech great. What did a leveling great? What 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 are you saying? You're better than Lyle Young? Yeah, I'm not better than Lyle Young. No, I I'm certainly not better than Lyle no. Young. Did you you said that in the slack? Yes, that's right. Shout out to Leveland and Lyle Young for yeah. uh, giving Country Meets a shot for their fundraising efforts. Yeah, he got a he got a, he got a uh, an email from them and he tweeted about it. Be like, man, I'm like fired up to partner with Country Meets, and it was like at the on the bottom of this signature uh, email signature, it was like. Proud, like proud partner Dave Campbell's Texas football. Hey, thank you, love you guys. Yeah. And Matt Step, and it was just like it was like the, a caricature of you. Yes. It was awesome. Yes. People love shout out. People love country mates, including former Texas Tech great Lyle Long. Matt Step, your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. So last week, we had two different districts that had all four teams in this in this in mm-hmm. the regional semifinals. Mm-hmm. We had district twenty one six a. 
Galena Park, North Shore, Atascocita, C.E. King, and Summer Creek. We District 13-4A uh, Division 2, which was Wimberley, Geronimo, Navarro, Lago Vista, and Gerald, right? Now, the problem for 4A Division 2, 13-4A Division 2, they were guaranteed to have two teams eliminated. <laughs> they were. They're guaranteed to have two, two eliminated yes. as well. And they're guaranteed to have a state semifinalist, but mm-hmm. all that. Mm-hmm. 21-6A still has three out of the four remaining. They do. The 6A is split. Including fourth place C.E. King. Mm-hmm. Still mm-hmm. alive. Shout out to the fourth place C.E. King. But Matt Stepp, when is the last time that all four teams made it to the fourth round of the Texas high school football playoffs. Wow. Last time that all four playoff teams from one district made it to the fourth round. It was the regional final. I'm not tricking mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. It's got to be 6A. It does. And it is in the 6A era. I'll give you that. I'm stumped, man. I, I'm, yeah, I'm stumped. To 2015 we go, District 25-6A, with Converse Judson, Smithson Valley, Cibolo Steel, and Shirts Clemens, all wow. through to the regional finals. San Antonio stand up. And I hate to be a jerk. Did any of them make a title game? I think they all got beat by Region Three. What year was that? So Katie beat uh, beat the Division Two team or Division Katie One. Katie beat Steel, right? Katie beat Steel. Yeah. And then whoever won. Twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. Judson lost to North Shore. Justin I was at that Shore. game. Yep. Yeah. There you go. That so was North Shore's. It's only happened first twice. Title on the John K. Twenty six five A was also in tw- two thousand seven was also the team. It's only been San Antonio. Twenty five six A in two thousand seven. Converse, Justin, Reagan, Smithson Valley, and Madison all made it to the state uh, regional finals as well in two thousand seven. So there it is. It's the only two times it's ever happened. There it is. Your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. Okay, Matthew. We are at the midway point of the playoffs, which is hard to believe that, like, we've already been talking playoffs for, like, a month, and it's like, hey, like, we're only halfway done. But that's kind of we, – we do – we take it for granted. If you want to talk about things that we take for granted as Texas high school football fans, the fact that you have to win six games to win a state championship is pr- – yeah, and even 11 – even five in the 11-man ranks, it's pretty nuts. Yeah, it's, it's a grind. It's, it's, it's a war of attrition. It is. And so – uh, are there any is there are there any games you want to talk to? What what were your big what was your big overall takeaway from the regional semifinals? I thought it was pretty chalky overall. Yeah, it was. I mean, like Wichita Falls over Brownwood was probably the biggest upset. Shout out Harmony, Harmony over West yeah. Rusk. Uh, you know, Brennan f- finally yes. you know ending you know West Austin's reign of terror over over San Antonio mm-hmm. and doing it pretty emphatically with us. They were strong. clearly the better team. Yeah, so. Uh, that was the big story, you know, and for for a half, it was, it looked like Harlan was going to strike one for San Antonio as well, but then Vandergrift woke up and mm-hmm. rolled in the second half. But you know, it was twenty one seven late into the late in the mm-hmm. second quarter in that game, and before was, Vandergrift woke up, I was calling the Longview game, or well, not the Longview game, I was calling the Carthage and Gilmer game with Craig playing White. Longview, playing Longview, and I was calling the game and in commercial breaks because Craig Way's a, a sicko. He was like, "Hey, man." My kind of guy. You seen this? You seen this Vandergrift Harlan score? Like he's just updating me on other yeah. scores, like on our app throughout the course of the throughout the course of the broadcast. Um, but yeah, overall, I I look at last week as relatively 
don't want to say uneventful because it's a fun week, yeah. but like I don't think there were any like I, I think every almost every yeah no I think every contender survived with the exception of contenders who played other contenders like Gilmer for example right yeah yeah you were, we're gonna lose a contender there we got I mean. For only having forty games, we've got several. I, mean, I don't know how many Dude, battle of unbeatens we have this and, week. And, the, and by the way, the state semifinals and six men are beefy too. They are yeah. fun. So it's a great week. Yeah. But here's what I want to do, Matthew. Before the playoffs started, and I'm going to do this with pickle on Thursday on TFT. Before the playoffs started, we all made predictions. Predictions for each mm-hmm, region mm-hmm. and the state champion. This is your last chance. This is the last exit. If you want to bail on a prediction, and there's some you have to because you lost some regional champions. Yeah, I've lost a couple. But if you want to bail, this is your chance. Okay, can we run through your, your picks? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 6A Division One. you had – in we'll go Region 1 through Region 4 and then state champion. Mm-hmm. You had Prosper, Duncanville, Atascacita, Westlake with Duncanville winning the state championship. You want to make any changes to that? Nope, I'm good. Okay. All four are still alive. I'm feel, feeling good. Okay. 6A D2. Geyer – DeSoto, Katie, Vandegrift with Geyer winning the title. You got all four live. You don't have to make any changes. Yeah. You going to stick with it? I'm sticking with it. Okay. 5A, D1, Alito, Longview, Smithson Valley, Corpus Christi Miller with mm. Longview winning the title. You got to make at least one change here. Yeah. So. Give me PSJ North. Okay. PSJ North to win the region, but everyone else, everything else stays the same? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Doing okay so far. So far, I'm pretty good. 5A Division Two: Argyle, South Oak Cliff, Fort Bend Marshall, Alamo Heights, with South Oak Cliff winning the title. Yeah. Alamo Heights, for about two Man. and a half quarters, looked... Looked like they were going to run away with it. Yeah. Right? And then Liberty Hill scored, I think, in the last 17 minutes of the game, 35 points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... They'll do that. I, I got to go with Liberty Hill in Region 4. Yeah. Uh, you won't, Are you going to stick with South Oak Cliff? I'm sticking with it. I still think we're going to we're going to get a South Oak Cliff Fort Bend Marshall State title game. They scare they scare the bejesus out of me. I'm telling you. Like now they're winning close games, which is a credit to them. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. Anyway, four A Division One. You're the only one who has a regional Region One guy. What's alive. up? What's up? Decatur, China Spring, Chapel Hill, Bernie with China Spring winning the title. No changes. Okay, roll you roll with everything. All right. F- football expert right here. 4A Division Two. All right, let's not go crazy. 4A Division Two, because that was my turn. Yeah. 4A Division Two. Wichita Falls, Hershey, Carthage, Silsby, Wimberley, with Carthage winning the title. No, you're 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 looking good with your Glenrose pick. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll take Glenrose in Region One now. Okay, you're gonna take Glenrose. Are you stick everything else stays the same. You don't want to bail yeah. on any of your no, picks. No changes. 3A Division One. Whitesboro, Malakoff, Columbus, Edna, with Malakoff winning the title. You want to make any? You don't have to make any changes here. Mm-mm, no, stick with stick Columb- with your guns. Columbus is my hot take upset special of the week this week. Okay, all right, okay. I might make some changes. You'll have to tune in Thursday on TFT. Three A Division Two: Canadian, Gunner, Newton, Lexington. Yeah, and Austin by district. You big dummy. Yeah, that was the one. That and, was and oh. Gunner, Gunner in, the, in the winning the title. Uh, so you got to pick a new Region Four, and then you you're you're welcome to change anything. Give me Tidehaven. Tidehaven to win the region. Still, everything else is the same. You're going to stick with Newton? Yeah. Newton, that was a a really good game with Dangerfield last week. Really fun game. All right. On to 2A Division 1. Can I just say in 2A Division 1, the four regional finals in 2A D1 are all bangers. They're all awesome. I think they might all – 
I think they're all top ten matchups. They're all bangers. I think they're all top it's ten. It's a crazy week in two A Division One. Holly Crawford, Timpson, Refurio, Timpson win the title. You going to change? Make any changes? Man, Toller's been really good. I. What did I say? Yeah, he, Toller's been really. I, I, I Craw, been, but Crawford's been equally as good. I know. So I'll, I'll stick with it. I'm okay. sticking with my that. You want to stick with your guns? Yeah. All right. And finally, two A Division Two. Wellington, Wink, Mart, Burton, Mart win the title. Uh, obviously, you got to make a new region two, but you are the only one who still has a region four. A lot. Yeah, I was Burton. on my island in Burton, and I, I got that one right. Yep. Uh, give me Albany region two, but everything else is still the same. So, I mean, I'm I'm doing pretty good here. You're doing. I think I, honestly, I other think, than Lexington losing in the first round. So let's put it this way. I'll tell you this. So five, we have five people pick right: Mallory, Ish, myself, Pickle, and you. So that is a grand total of. 50 state championship picks, right? Mm -hmm. 50 state championship picks. All of them are still alive through three rounds. All. Yeah. Now, you know, but I, I, I think that's, that's worth saying something. I think we've done pretty well. I've, I'd say we've done pretty well. The most, I mean, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of people with the same, except for this shows you 3A Division One. how, but look, 3A Division One is really the one with the most variance, mm -hmm. and it just shows you how balanced 3A Division One is. Absolutely. So. so there you have it. A chance for Matt Stepp to make amends for something he said weeks ago. Yes. It's time for our regional final draft. The final draft of the year. It's a sad day, kind of. It means the season's coming to an end. This is your first episode of Tep and Step Welcome. Here's how it works. Step and I go back and forth selecting games we are most interested in. Once it is picked, a game is picked, it is off the board. Uh, and then we will find out where we'll go five rounds. Then we'll find out where Matt Step is heading on his country country meets road trip we had a coin flip before the show matt step won the coin flip so he gets the first pick in the final draft of the year matt step what is the final first pick of the season seven o'clock friday night in burleson a 13-0 toller rattlers taking on the 13-0 crawford pirates and if you just look at the numbers in this game Dude. These, it, these two are so clearly the best two teams in Region 2. It's not even close. Oh, they are. Uh, yeah. Toller's won their three playoff games by an average of 57 points. Dude, they mm. are rolling. Crawford's not far behind. They've won their three by an average of 40 points. Mm -hmm. Now, Crawford's average got hurt a little bit because Coleman in the second round did keep it competitive. It was 34-13. to 13. Yeah. We'll talk about Coleman in a minute. Um so you know, I don't think you can take a lot from these two. These two, there's six. These six playoff games that have been played between the two teams, because they've all been blowouts. Yes, I mean they haven't been competitive. It's hard to really gleam a lot from it, other than Toller and Crawford were a lot better than the teams they played. So then I've looked at common opponents, mm -hmm. and there's two common opponents between these two two teams. Okay, Marlin and Coleman. Toller beat Marlin, seventy-one to eighteen. Just destroyed them. Yeah, that was. I think that's when all y'all yeah. found out what I've been thinking pours, for a while. All the pores. Which found is, out, yeah. dude, this team is yeah, the snake farmers for real. Freaky. Now, Marlin in district play gave Craw gave Crawford their toughest test of the year. I want to say it was thirty five to twenty one. It was a two score game. Marlin hung around, so you're like, okay, advantage Toller here. Well, let's look at Coleman. Coleman gave Toller their toughest game of the year, mm -hmm. sixteen to six. Mm -hmm. Crawford handled Coleman pretty easily, 34-13. to 13. Advantage Crawford. See, the numbers don't tell a lot in this game other than these two are incredibly evenly matched on paper. And, and, you mentioned this earlier, but I'll just reiterate it. They are so clearly 
the two. They're the two best teams in the region. There are other regions we may talk about where I'm not certain that they're the two best teams in the region. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not so in Region 2 of 2A Division 1. Yeah. This, these are clearly the two <clears throat> best teams in the region. Agree. Now, I have some unique insight into this game because <laughs> last year when these two teams played in district... Because you're a snake charmer. I was at that game. Oh. I was at Crawford and Toller in Toller. They played, uh, it was like week seven last year. Mm-hmm. Great game. Crawford pulled away late and won the game. And I, I, the, the, the sense that I got from that game was, was twofold. Crawford's defense does have an answer for Peyton Brown. They slowed him down last year, and I think they can slow him down again this year. Crawford is a run-heavy team, but when they needed to throw the football, they were able to throw the football effectively in that game against Toller. A lot of the same characters from both these teams are back. I think it's a really coin-flippy type game, but in the end, I'm going to go with Crawford's defense to give me give them the edge over Toller. I think they'll fi- I think they'll slow down Peyton Brown enough to keep Toller in check, and Crawford wins the game. I mean, I I just can't forget Crawford last year going into Toller mm-hmm. and beating Toller on their homecoming. Mm-hmm. And like I said, a lot of these guys are back, so I've. I, let, I walked away from that game last year feeling like they were closely matched, but Crawford was just a little better, and I'm sticking with that. I'm going to ride with my pick, man. I've been – I've been this Toller team, the difference – I agree with everything you said, but the difference I would, I would say is that this Toller offense, and I think especially this Toller offensive line, is dominating right now. And that, to me – Maybe the difference. I think this is a. I think you're right. This is a coin flip game. The computer has this as a Toller by seven. Computer likes Toller's dominance. Computer, computer appreciates Toller's dominance. Crawford has been dominant, but not. Uh, but offensively, I mean, this is this is unfair to say considering they're averaging 44 points a game. But like Toller's averaging 52. Yeah. So it's like, and especially lately. So yeah. I I'm rolling with Toller. I don't feel good about it. I think it's a coin flip. Like, really and truly. Um, but this is also one of those things that I, I, I could see any – I could see almost any outcome. I could see – I could see Toller running away from Crawford. Because the other thing about Crawford, say this about them, I do not know if how, how built to chase they are. Do you know what I mean? They haven't trailed much this year. No. I think Toller's probably a little more built to chase than Crawford is. I would say is. so, yes. But, yeah, I, I, but I don't think either one of these teams. But I mean, it's hard to tell because neither one of them have been in that position all year. They haven't been in, in a lot of competitive games. They've both been in basically one. They've both mm-hmm. been in, like, one competitive game. Um, I like Toller. I like Toller in an instant classic. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, if you're in South Tarrant County, Johnson County, is this is you're looking for a great game Friday night, this this is it right here, right, right in your backyard. You're absolutely right. I think, I think that that is – uh, the game, the game to go to. Um, There's another good one right down the road that we may talk about here in a little while too. Oh, it's you a mean good? You mean like next? Maybe. Matt Step, my first pick. Seven o'clock, seven thirty p.m. Friday night at Crowley ISD Stadium, <laughs> which is about six <laughs> miles from Burleson. Dude, this is the this is the power nexus. Yeah. As the twelve and one China Spring Cougars, the defending four A Division two state champions. Take on the 13 and 0 Anna Coyotes in what can only be described as champion versus Cinderella. Mm-hmm. That's what this. That's the 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 the. If you're looking for the narrative here, yeah. the narrative here is champion versus Cinderella. China Spring. We haven't talked about them basically since they beat Stephenville. Um, 
Like, they're, the three playoff games have been lopsided. They have been really rolling. Like, they beat Stephenville in week nine. They played then, since then, after that, Waxhatchee Life, who they beat by 41. Open date. Beat Fort Worth Western Hills by 65. By 65. Beat Kaufman. This was a real eye- eyebrow raiser. By 34. Then beat Lake Worth by 34. A 10-win Lake Worth team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just haven't played anyone in their weight class since then. They've been dominant. Dominant, dominant. Mm-hmm. Not so with Anna. They were on the dirty side of the bracket. Anna was on the dirty side of the bracket, and it showed, and they have come out clean on the other side. Now, it's been tight. The last two weeks, <laughs> they, have, real they tight. have two wins by a combined four points, yeah. but they don't ask you how. They ask no. you how many. They're still playing, and the two teams they played are pl- in basketball. They're playing in basketball, right? exactly right. Last week against Salina was the – there was ample reason to believe that that Salina was going to get their revenge. And damned if Anna didn't go out there and just take care of business. Like it was, they found a way. It was close, but they found a way. Mm-hmm. I thought, going back to that game, I thought, especially on the defensive side, they were a lot better than the first time they played Salina. And I think that that defense has started to grow a little bit. <coughs> they used to be, in the early goings, they were very much a... Going to outscore you. We're going to outscore you. Mm-hmm. They can still do that with Evan Bullock and, and, and Breezy Dubar. But their defense has stepped up recently. They will need to step up against China Spring, against Cash McCollum and this offense. Um, got a lot of weapons in China Spring. Kyle Barton. I mean, they're Trey loaded. Hafford, X-Line. I think there's an X-Line still there. They're right? loaded, loaded, yeah. loaded. They're loaded in a lot of ways. On paper, on paper, I do not think there's any doubt that China Spring has to be your favorite. Put aside the championship pedigree. Mm-hmm. Put aside, just look at them on paper like blank resume. I think you would look at China Spring and say, okay, that's probably the favorite here. They've been a little bit more dominant. They've been a little bit more, you know, they've been, I think their defense has been a little bit consist- more consistently better mm. than Anna has. Mm. I'm wondering if Anna's going to win this game, and I'm wondering if Anna's going to win a state championship. I'm, not, I'm, I'm right there. I'm right there. I think the winner of this, the winner of this game – Plays for a state. The winner of this game is at AT and T Stadium. I, I think the winner, whoever wins this game, is the favorite over Region One. I would agree because Region One final is uh, Wichita Falls and Decatur. I think both these teams will be favorites. I, over I think that I think that's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. This got, is this is a, this is a coin flip game, really and truly. Yeah, I really do. The edge for me goes to China Spring because of, simply because of the the better defense and the championship pedigree. So I've picked against Anna the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Now it's been close, but they they found a way. Coin flip games, and Anna's come out on the right side of those coin flip games. Now, what's Anna got left in the tank? That's an interesting question. Because they've played two absolute wars. Breezy Dubar is not 100%. Is that right? I mean, he had eight carries for 40 yards last week. (sighs) They can't can't beat China Spring if Breezy Dubar is only running for 40 yards and only carrying the ball eight times. I would agree with that. It's asking Bullock to do a lot. And and say what you want against about, like, China Spring – and that defensive <coughs> staff, you, they can't be one-dimensional. They can't just be Evan no. Bullock. Evan Bullock's been great. He's a Mr. Texas football semifinalist for a reason, but it can't just be him. They have to be balanced offensively. Yes, I agree. So I think – I just don't know if Anna's healthy enough to get it done. So I, I'm going to go with China Spring. But, I mean, they've been an unbelievable story, and it wouldn't surprise me if 
you know, Dubar. And if they win this, they're in the, I think you're right. Then they're in the title game, and think of that right side of the bracket. I mean, boy, that right side of the brackets. Who knows? We'll, we'll get to that in a little in a we minute. We will yeah. probably get to that. But uh, yeah, that, that's that's my my take on this guy. I don't know if what Anna's got left in the tank, and I'm concerned about Dubar's health. So fascinating matchup in that two fascinating matchups in a in a, within spitting distance of one another. Should be fun out there. I'm going to take Chime Spring Anna. What is your second pick, Matthew? Two o'clock Saturday. At Northwest ISD Stadium, mm-hmm. 13-0 and versus 13-0, and the Geyer Wildcats versus the South Lake Carroll Dragons in a game that we've kind of seen coming for a few weeks now, and, and, and we're here. And as, as has been the case the past few weeks, Denton Geyer's offense cooking with Crisco. They, Jackson, Jackson Arnold, Trey Joyner, that, that offense is, is just getting it done. I have a question. Has Geyer punted? When's the last time Geyer punted? I think they punted last week. Did I they? Think. I know I they think. got stopped on fourth down at one point. I think they punted last because week. Because I I, I'm fairly certain that if you go back to the Highland Park game, I know they scored on all eight of their possessions, and mm-hmm. then it was end of game, so it doesn't count. Um, and they then may I, not have punted. I, I know you missed a field goal or something. They may not have I'll punted. look it up. You talk, and I'll figure it out. Uh, Jackson Arnold the last couple weeks has really been getting it done with the, with with on the ground. He, dude, he, when he takes off with the ball, yeah. he's he's decisive. He is decisive, and he dude that dude yeah. is he's thick with two C's. He is, and he he, he runs hard, and he 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 gets it done. Trey Joyner, 134 yards and three touchdowns as well. I mean, it's a good that's a good defense that that guy shredded for 59 points. Um. I've got some concerns though. The last two weeks, Geyer's defense has been vulnerable to the pass, shall we say? Um, Forty-two and forty-one points the last two weeks. And you're thinking, oh, they're playing South Lake Carroll. South Lake Carroll's got the chance to light them up. Well, South Lake Carroll's a little more run-heavy right now. Uh, Graham Knowles has improved, and he probably had his best game as a, as a starter last week, throwing for three forty-seven and two touchdowns. But make no mistake about it, South Lake Carroll's a run run first team with Owen Allen, and rightfully so. I mean, Owen Allen is a four-year starter, four touchdowns rushing, 221 yards on the ground last week, and they needed it last week because they got pushed. McKinney had them on the ropes. Was it 35-21 last week? And I when think Mc- it was. And Southlake scored the last 21 points of the game to win it 42-35, but they got pushed, I think, a lot harder than, than anyone thought. Um, I think Carroll is, is capable of exploiting – Geyer's defensive weaknesses because Geyer is struggling on the defensive side of the ball. But, and I think Carroll's capable of pulling upset, but Geyer's got the best two players on the field. They got Jackson Arnold, and they've, all due respect to Owen Allen, who's a great player, Jackson Arnold and Peyton Bowen are the two best players on the field. And if you are listening to this podcast and you are a special teams coordinator who, who is in 6A Division Holy two, crap. Why, why would you kick it to, do not ever kick to Peyton Bowen. Just kick it out of bounds. Take a safety. Something, like, anything's anything's better than kicking it to that. You do, you do not want the ball the ball in that guy's hands. Right, he's way too dangerous. He had a punt return. Last, I think he opened the game with a punt return. North, Byron yeah. Nelson went three and out to open the game, and then they punted it and Bowen housed it for a touchdown. He's he's unbelievable. So, I, when, in, the, in these really close games, I lean I lean towards the team with with the with the absolute dudes. And South Lake Carroll has got some dudes, but not like. Not, but nobody like Jackson Arnold and Peyton Bowen. Those two are just unbelievable. So, give me Denton Geyer in what should be a really close game. I'm doing some quick math here. Um, let me see if I can do this on the fly. Listening to live coverage of Tepper Mathing. Three, four. 
Okay. So, uh, 12, 16. So, Carry in the their floor. last, in their last 19, Geyer's last 19 non-end-of-game, end-of-half drives. Kneel-down situations. Kneel-down situations. Yeah. They have 16 touchdowns, a field goal, a turnover, and a turnover on downs in their last 19 possessions. No punts. 16 touchdowns in 19 possessions. That's incredible efficiency. So that's the the onus is on the Carroll is on Carroll. Now I think this game could be pointsy. Yeah, I think mean, we're 49-42 kind of game. Yeah, for sure. It could be pointsy, but I do think that I think that that's going to be a, a, a fabulous, fabulous game. Okay, good pick. Matt Step. Boy, a lot of good games. Uh, we have not done a rematch yet, so let me crack that open. Yeah. There's 12 of them this week. 7 o'clock Friday night at Randall Reed Stadium in New Caney. Ah. It is Atascacita North Shore Volume 2, Electric Boogaloo, as the North Shore Mustangs take on the Atascacita Eagles in a game that we saw back in Week 5, Week 6. Got this written down somewhere. Uh, back in Week 10. I'm wrong. Yeah, so it, was, it was pretty late, yeah. North Shore won 16-13. to 16-13 game. That was a couple of weeks after the injury to Caleb Bailey. Uh, he has not been back since. Mm-hmm. Now, now, I have... Let me. Look, here's what we're doing. I think I feel I know. Okay. I think... He has not been ruled out for the remainder of the season. Correct. I do not know that, but I have heard from people in the know that the longer this run goes, the more possibility there is that he plays. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, he's not. If they were to play at AT and T on on Saturday night of the state championship games, he is not ruled out of that game. Correct. I'm not. But I, he, to, to, to be clear, I don't think he's playing this week. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think he's playing this week. Yeah. They've turned to Evan Jackson, I think is his name. It's like a common combo platter of Evan Jackson and Touchdown Dave. And touchdown Dave Amador. Um, they've turned to Evan Jackson, but really what they've done is they have decided, what if we just line it up and run it through your ass? Yeah. And go real old school is what they've done the past couple mm-hmm. of weeks. And guess what? It's worked. The running game has been terrific. Rashad Johnson and DeAndre Hardeman. Last week they were we ran for 327 and four touchdowns. They were spectacular running the ball. They've been spectacular all year. They really have. The running game and the running game's hit a new level because they've needed it to. They've mm-hmm. been like, all right. And and the thing is, all these defenses know what's ha- what's coming and they can't stop it. Okay. Now, do we have any concerns about the North Shore defense? Last couple of weeks, like, because you remember Summer Creek got them mm-hmm. in non in district play, um, to a certain degree. Obviously, still won the game. They're undefeated. Or they're undefeated, but there is a uh, like last couple of weeks. Uh, they have Dickinson been, put up thirty four, and then yeah. Cinco got off to a strong start. Now, but North Shore got turned it up in the second half. North Shore sacked Gavin Rutherford ten times. Yeah, yeah, ten times. So that's what's facing Atascacita. Now, Atascacita is obviously not going to be afraid of North Shore. And no. all the things we said about the first matchup hold true in the second matchup, which is how does North Shore 
or how's Task C to match up up front? How how well can they can they blow up game plans in the backfield? And can they push and establish a running game and not leave Zion Brown out to do everything himself? Yeah. A task seed was great last week because Tory Blaylock was great last week. Yes, That's, sophomore running back was great. He is, I think, the real key to them. If he has a big game, a task seed is going to win this game. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't, I don't know how they win. Task seed showed in that first meeting they can slow North Shore down. They can. That was they a sixteen can. thirteen yeah. game. Task seed and they, they they felt like they 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 made some self inflicted mistakes yes. that cost them that game. Special so. teams they were pretty poor in that game. Yes. Now so. now. I do think North Shore, this new-look North Shore team, has had time to congeal. They've had about an extra month to figure out what works and what doesn't. Yeah. Because that was really the first real test, the real test run Post of this Bailey, yeah. new-look offense. They'll have to pass it again. Um, look, it's another coin flip game. Um, I ain't picking against John Kay. Yeah, I did. I picked a task of this yeah. week, this week. So we'll see if it turns out, but we're split on that one. We are split. Computer has a pick'em game, which feels right. This yeah. is a, this is a, this is a, a true. Um, and then the winner, the winner would advance to the state semifinal where they'd find a stay a face a team from Region Four. Mm-hmm. Not any. It's it's not going to easier. These games are just crazy. The depth you got to have depth. You got to have luck with injuries. Yep. So North Shore hasn't had a lot of luck this year right. because of. Bailey but if they so. get if they win re, if they win this rough and tumble region three on a backup quarterback, that is pretty incredible yeah. stuff. And a task seed is not going to make it easy. This is a good task seed team. I'll be locked in. Well, uh, is that public knowledge yet, Tepper? Or what? The viewing for the game. You might as well say that's fine. I'd say it on TFT. Valley okay. uh, Sports Southwest is targeting that game. I'm not sure if it's uh, done and dusted, but yeah. they do get. I'll be keeping an eye on it for so. sure. So, there you go. I was going to say I was watching on Texan Live, but I won't be watching. It'll be on Bally. So. North Shore and a task seat of Volume 2. What's your third pick, Matthew? I mean, I'll go with another battle of unbeatens in the Metroplex. 7 o'clock Friday night at Mesquite Memorial Stadium. 13-0 Mansfield Timberview. Takes on 13-0 Longview in a top five. What, what did Timberview in the in the season ranked? Number third, three? Top up. five matchup in 5A Division One, And there were some people. The year ranked. You know, there were some people people talking, you know, hey, y'all had Timberview overrated. You know, they're overrated. They're overranked. Number two, and, one versus two in the final yeah. rankings. And Timberview's here. Now, they almost oh. – Frisco Reedy almost did it again Dude. last week. Timberview raced that is out. Going to, that, that, that Reedy team is going to go down as one of the peskiest teams in Texas high school football yeah. history. Yeah. Just, they couldn't kill them. They, they run out to a 21 nothing lead, and I'm, I'm sitting there looking. I'm like, all right, this is – Reedy's – you know, the clock struck twelve for Reedy. Timberview's gonna gonna put him away, and then I'm sitting around. And next thing I know, it's like twenty one. It's like twenty eight twenty in the fourth quarter. I'm like, what the hell? And Reedy scored late in the game. Timberview had to stop him on a two point conversion to keep that game from going. Is there any question that if that game goes to overtime, Reedy wins it? No doubt in my mind. Yeah. No doubt in my mind. If that game gets if that game gets into a two point like in overtime, yeah. Reedy's winning that game. Yeah. So that's nothing. That, by the way, it's not, not saying anything. Credit to Timberview for getting it done. In, in their their running game, led by Jarvis Reed, did it again. Timberview is one of the biggest offensive lines in Class 5A. They are big and physical and nasty. They're going to present a challenge to this really good Longview defense. Um, as for Longview, who is really good on defense, um, sitting there watch, you know, keeping, an eye, keeping an eye on their game, and, and I see they're down 7 nothing, and and you, you want a fun follow – Longview, what was it, Lobo Football Lobo Twitter? Lobo Football. They, you know, here's the thing. Here's what I love about that Twitter account. They keep it real. 
He is unabashedly a Longview fan, and if it's not going well, I'm gonna tell you it's not going well. He's he is <clears throat> he is a real. There's a real Gabe Brooks vibe to him. Yeah. Of like, he's he's a homer. The Lobo football Twitter account is very clearly a Lobo fan. You're right. Mm-hmm. But you know what? There's also a little defeatism in it, which oh, I appreciate. You would think, yeah, I mean, it's 7 nothing halfway through the first quarter, and I'm thinking Longview's is getting trounced. He's also very, you know, any time a flag's thrown, it's, you know, it's the end of the world. I don't know like, who it is, but we yeah. love you here on yeah. this podcast. He's a great – him and the Odessa Permian Twitter yes, are always Permian like, Twitter oh, account. God, you know, there's actually five personal fouls in the opposing <laughs> team. You know, so, so, well, you are looking through this thing through through tainted glasses. But I'm like, man, what – and then, you know, I'm sitting there thinking – and then they're, they're still tweeting, net, you know, it's like, oh, we're, you know, what are we doing? What are we even doing here? And look at the score, it's 28-7 Longview. I'm like, what? They were down. Things are, they were down 7 nothing early. Yeah. And then Longview just scores 51 in a row, you know, no big deal. And, and just that's a good Port Arthur Memorial team that Longview just took them behind the bleachers and spanked them. Really good. And, um, and I don't want to ruin your pick. They, I think Timberview – Profiles really closely with with Memorial. I think I think there's a lot of similarities between those two. They are stylistically, except they don't throw it as well as Memorial. Yes. Which against Longview, I think that doesn't doesn't bode well. Right. I think Longview, if you if you if you're a run heavy team and Longview can load up against the run, I think they're going to shut you down. Mm-hmm. Jordan Allen threw the ball well. You know, 191 yards passing, three touchdowns. Taylor Tatum had another Taylor Tatum game, 103 yards rushing and a touchdown. He also had a touchdown catch. But if Longview's going to throw for 191 yards, there, I don't know. I don't think anybody's going to beat them. That's just. I think that's right. So I think Timberview keeps it competitive for a while, but I just think Longview's defense is just, and that offense is just humming along, and it's it's so hard to stop. I think Longview pulls away for a, you know, two to three touchdown win. The other thing about Longview is that I just think there's no real doubt <coughs> that they are the more battle tested team in this game. Part of it is for sure. their, is their district. Their district's just a lot better. Uh, but then they also, like, if you were to rank the wins for these teams, like, Love- Longview beating uh, beating Lancaster is probably one. I mean, then you probably get into, la- like, last weekend's reading maybe is two, but then, like, the next six wins are going to belong to Longview. Yeah, for sure. They're the, they're the more battle-tested team. Now, we had John King on scoreboard. and I saw. And... We, and I asked him about Timberview. Let me tell you something. This is a man who knows he's up against a serious challenge. You could tell just in, the, in, in knowing Coach King and hearing him talk and stuff like that. And he doesn't put on airs. He'll tell you exactly what he thinks, right? Mm-hmm. I, think he, he, I think he's seen the tape and he's like, these guys are a team after my own heart. They want to kick your ass in the trenches. Yeah. And there's, there's their offensive line. They got, they got a Texas commit on They're really good up front. Yes. They are big, physical, and nasty on the offensive line. Yeah, I just I think that you're right. I think that I think that the the Longview defense is the difference, and I'm also not sure how how that defense is going to attack Longview because yeah, I, I don't know if Timberview can stop Longview. That's that's that's, that's the yeah. issue for me. So I agree with you. I think it's a fascinating game. Uh, it's sequel week. 7 o'clock Friday night at Rattler Stadium in San Marcos. It is... I can't believe this is 6th. Oh, no. <laughs> it shows you how good this week is. I can't believe I'm getting this in the in the. I think it's also pick. dropped down because we've already seen this game happen. 7 o'clock Friday night in San Marcos. It is the Shiner Comanches and the Refurio Bobcats. We'll tee it up again uh, in the playoffs again 
for the fifth straight year? How many times they played each other in the playoffs? I gotta look this up. Didn't Mason Mason maybe beat, beat him and beat was somebody? Twenty nineteen or eighteen? It's at least it's at least the fourth straight year, because twenty nineteen was the or no twenty twenty was the crazy comeback. Yeah, twenty twenty was the crazy refer yeah mm-hmm. referio comeback. That was the crazy comeback. Twenty twenty one was in Victoria when the Brooks brothers uh, the Brooks brothers revenge, mm-hmm. and then twenty twenty two obviously tw- no hang on twenty nineteen was the crazy comeback. Twenty twenty was Shiner beating Refurio in that afternoon game at the Alamo Dome, and then twenty twenty one was Dalton Brooks bludgeoning Refurio. They are playing for the fifth consecutive year. They okay. played in twenty eighteen. Refurio beat him. Twenty nineteen. Refurio beat him. Twenty twenty. Refurio beat him. Or no, twenty twenty. Uh, Shiner beat him. Yeah. Twenty twenty one. Shiner beat him. So it's two and two on the last four. Here's your tiebreaker. <sighs> You, you go back and listen to our week eight podcast or whatever, and, and think about as far as the matchups are concerned. The week, yeah, the week nine podcast. Refiro won at thirty eight twenty seven. That was a one score game until uh, Isaiah Bland broke off a long touchdown run. Yeah, about two minutes left to make an eleven point game. Don't 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 get it twisted. This is a one one score game, and I expect a one score game in this one. That game was in Refiro. So so the, my question is, what's different? Mm-hmm. What's different? One question is, what did everybody hold back? Because you know both of them were keeping some bullets in the chamber. J- Jason Herring told us as much on the show, on TFT. He told us, oh, yeah, we definitely kept some things in the chamber. You know that Shiner kept some things in the chamber, too. Yeah. Everyone's held some things back. How healthy is everybody? Both teams have been rolling, but you never know. It's been another month since these two teams have played. Mm-hmm. Can... Can Refurio match up with Shiner in the trenches again? Because that was the real revelation last year, or in Week 9, was, wow, Refurio really matched up well with Shiner in the trenches. Can they do it again? They have to do it again. Can Shiner keep Refurio from hitting big plays? Because what really hurt Shiner in that game was that Refurio hit about two or three chunk plays. Mm -hmm. That was the biggest thing. It wasn't three yards in a cloud of dust. It was... Isaiah Bland breaking for a 75-yard touchdown. It was hitting a pass play over the top on third and nine, stuff like that. That's what really did it. And then there is what can only be described in Refurio, Texas, as the final boss. It's Dalton Brooks. Dalton Brooks is the best player on the field. I think everyone on both sides would admit that. He's the best player on the field. Yeah. And as long as he still has eligibility for Shiner High School, he is a they're, they're Freddy Krueger. Yeah, he's Freddy Krueger because he is fully capable of running for 400 yards and seven touchdowns in this game and single-handedly winning the region. Absolutely, he is that guy. I don't want to put it on one guy, but this is a Dalton Brooks legacy game. Mm-hmm. I think. I think. Again, think, feel, no. I think. Refurio is the better team. I really do. I agree. I think they're the better team. 1 through 11, 1 through 22, if you were to line them up, I think Refurio's got the better team. And I think they're a younger team that's, that, that's still trending up. Still, still trending up. But Shiner has Jason Voorhees. Mm-hmm. Okay? They've got him. They've got him. And until somebody eliminates him from eligibility, he is 
he is the person who dictates this. He is the one who knocks. Yeah. Dalton Brooks is the one who knocks. And we'll find out. It is a fascinating game. There's a chess match involved. It is. There and I'm interested to see what what new wrinkles each coach has. Mm-hmm. I think you put it perfectly. This is, I, I picked I picked Refurio in this game. I think Refurio is an ascending team, and I think they've gotten over that hump, and I think they'll be ready. But I also think this is a Dalton Brooks legacy game, and I think Dalton Brooks knows that. Yes. And I think I think he's going to get the ball fifty times. I'm 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 only kind of joking. Yeah, I mean, he's I think he's going to get the ball a lot until his legs fall off. Yeah, I mean, this is this is the game where you, you know, empty the tank. Yeah. Now next week it wouldn't get any easier. No, potentially it probably Simpson. won't get any easier. But yeah, this this is the empty the tank game. This is this is you, you all your bullets are ready. It's in it. this game. This so is it. I, I picked. I, we're split on this one. You got Shiner. I got Refurio. But it's gonna, I got. Uh, did you pick Shiner or Refurio? I feel like you're picking Shiner. I pick Refurio because I pick Refurio to win the title. Okay. All right. I, I did too. So I, we're both on Refurio. But, but the Dalton, Bo- Dalton Brooks' <laughs> legacy is serious. It's, it, is, it's, it is a serious business because yeah. he can he – can, He can he, put the team on his back. He can put the team on his back, and he can become – I don't I mean, again, I don't want to go crazy here. There's a certain level of, like, become a legend in this game. It yeah. could happen. It could happen. I like Shiner Refurio. What's your third? What's your fourth pick, Matthew? I wish we could do like twelve rounds. I know, right? Uh, Seven o'clock Friday, Tomball ISD Stadium. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As the twelve and one Columbus Cardinals take on how is this the, seventh? <laughs> the thirteen and zero Franklin Lions, and through thirteen games, there's no question Franklin's been the number one team in three division one. They've been an unstoppable force, and <clears throat> I thought last week they might get pushed. I thought Hitchcock was good enough to push them, and Franklin swatted them aside like they weren't even there. 53-18. 35-point win for the Lions. Uh, you know, Bryson Washington, the Baylor commit, just a ho-hum day, 163 yards, three touchdowns. Jay, and most of that wasn't done in the first half. Sophomore running back Jaden Jackson, 92 yards rushing in three touchdowns. And this was Hitchcock. Yeah. And what's, what was the story is hit that other number. Franklin's defense held Hitchcock to 18 points. Dude. And that's a really, really good Hitchcock offense. Yes. And Franklin shut him down. Man. It was by far Hitchcock's lowest point output. Go of the ask year. Columbus about Hitchcock. Yeah. So just inc- incredibly impressive stuff from Franklin. No reason to think the Lions shouldn't win this game and be the favorites. But there's, just, there's just something about this Columbus team that I've liked all since seven on seven. Mm-hmm. I've been, been talking. You've been, you've been consistent. I've been on Columbus, and after they, you know, they they got, you know, they they took on Lorena in the first round, and it's tough to beat the defending state champs and, and take them out. And Columbus knocked them off in the first round with the last second field goal, twenty four twenty one. Then they they just blew out die ball, and then last week they blew away Cameron Yo forty eight fourteen dominant win over Cameron Yo forty eight fourteen. Franklin in week eleven beat Cameron Yo I think sixty three to nothing. So both these teams. And that common opponent mm-hmm. were, were dominant. <clears throat> What's interesting is is last week Columbus got w- with the weather being a little cruddy on Friday, Columbus got the gr- the ground game going, and it was JJ Hurd and Tyvon Whitehead three hundred forty seven yards rushing, four touchdowns. Shovel didn't put up big numbers, but he 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 did throw three touchdown passes. Court, uh, sophomore quarterback Adam Shovel, who's getting a bunch of Division one looks. Funny thing is that his two touchdowns, I think, were either to, to brothers or cousins because they were also was, named Shobles. Uh, 
Aaron, I think, was doing the highlights. Yeah. It's just a show. Showbol like, fest. Showbol to showbol to showbol yeah. to showbol. It's like we let's still cut have, the showbol on the sideline. We still have to go to eat. We we have to go eat at showbol. This is, is a bit. What we need to do. That's an off season thing. We need to go and have Coach Showbol. And the Showbles take us to Showbles. Yeah, yeah. Just, and video it. Yeah, exactly. That's we exactly need, what we're going to do. Yeah, we need to do that. So, um, Franklin's the favorite in this game. They're the number one team. They've been number one, number one wire to wire all year. But there's something I really like about Columbus. Mm-hmm. I'm going upset special here. Give me Columbus in a shocker to take down the state champs in, in a surprise game. I think Columbus is going to be at AT&T Stadium. That's my upset uh, pick. Okay, so what's the, the what's the Region Four final there? Uh, Edna and and some uh, some other school oh, that yeah, that's right. Ashley Pickle graduated from. Uh, are you ready to install the winner of this game as the favorite to make it to AT and T? I'm ready to install the winner of this game as the. I, I picked Malakoff to win the state championship, so I'm still feeling pretty good. But I think on paper, the winner of this game is the favorite to win it all. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think I'm, Region I'm, Three is the the yeah, it's, the, it's, the meat grinder of three A. I I'm on Franklin. I'm sticking with Franklin. I'm a ride or die with the champs. I do not think anybody can for four. I'm not sure anybody for four quarters can hold down that offense. That's a, that's, that's the thing. Yeah, for four quarters. They're and so dynamic. I've been so con- I've, I'm, I've been very consistent on this. Every time they face the challenge, I'm like, you have got, you cannot fall asleep on a single play, because they'll go eighty on you. There, that's that's the biggest difference. So, uh, fascinating, fascinating game there. All right, golly, I got to be strategic here because like there's I've only got two more picks, and there's like seven more games I want to pick. This sucks. I hate this. Why do we do this? You're, All right, you're really gonna give Craig a hard time tomorrow, aren't you? Oh my god, oh my god, dude, I don't even know where to go. Okay, here's what we're gonna do. How about? 1.30 p.m. Friday afternoon. It's a great game. <laughs> At NRG Stadium in Houston. Why? I, I, I love – okay, let me be very clear. There's no camera here, so I can't speak directly into camera, but I imagine – I want you to imagine me looking directly into the one camera shot. and speaking to you, valued, valued listener. These are extracurricular activities, and as a result, they should only serve uh, as a supplement to a quality public education – Texas public education system provides. And we love public schools here in the state of Texas. And we, we think that we should pay teachers more. We do. All we, love par- we love our pu- public we lo- schools. We love our public schools. Okay? It's very clear. With that said, I love the fact that Silsby and Quero are just like, oh, we'll figure it out. We'll take a snow day in February. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, we're good. Don't worry about it. We're, gonna, we, we haven't had, we're, we're, not, we're not anticipating bad weather. <laughs> we'll just go an extra day at the end of the year. No Friday day. at NRG as the Silsby Tigers and the Quero Gobblers duke it out and this is a banger this is un- this is this is i'm gonna be locked into this thing on friday oh yeah i'm i'm the, i will be i do not call me i'm putting my phone on silent yeah uh is this on texan live i believe it is on texan live okay. yes so Quero's my pick they've been my pick in region three for a while mm-hmm. and and i've been and, and all y'all took silsby and i zigged when you zagged because I think it's reflective of the depth of this region, mm-hmm. and I do think that these are the two best teams in the region. With, For sure. With, with all due respect to some other outstanding teams in that region, I think these are the two best teams in the region. Last week, I do not think uh, they're, they're, like I do not think we're giving enough credit to what Sil or what Quero did to Hampshire Finette last week. It's a good Hampshire Finette team, and they 
they squashed them. Yeah. I mean, it was really impressive what they were able to do. Uh, I think that Mason Nataro, their quarterback, has been a revelation for Jared Fikach's bunch. He has grown in a huge way. He was spectacular last week. They've got a trio of running backs back there, with, uh, uh, or rather a, a pair of running backs in Tyson Williams and, and, and Zyler Jones. They've still got Sean Burks, who does a little bit of everything on the outside. This team is loaded with playmakers, but what sets this apart and what made me really impressed last week was that defense. The defense was really good against a high-powered and very dangerous Hampshire finesse squad. Silsby has been untouchable all year long. They have been exceptional from stem to stern. Mm-hmm. I watched them last week, too. And last week, Madisonville's a great story. Silsby was the better team, and they left no doubt. Yeah. Two, uh, Silsby get, it shows 60 to 21. Two of those touchdowns were kickoff returns. Silsby's defense only allowed one touchdown. Yeah. I mean, their defense was great. And that was after Madisonville recovered an onside kick. Yes. So. They have, and they've got their own brand of offense, right? Mason Brisbane, Draylon Miller, Kevin Martin. They've got dudes all over the field. They do. They're so fast. What is so interesting in this game is there are so many combustible parts on offense. And yet, I think both these defenses are really like, if they played on, if they played on teams with worst offenses, we would not shut up about these defenses. Mm-hmm. The defense has been very good. I do think it's pointsy, though. Draylon Miller is the best player on the field. But I also think this is going to be the first time in a while that Silsby's going to play a team that's maybe as fast as they are. It's interesting. I'll be interested to watch it. Because the last time they played a team that's probably as fast as them is probably when they played West Orange Shark. Shark. Mm-hmm. No, it's a, it was, a, and that was a, a, a wounded West Orange Shark team that wasn't quite up to their standards. This yeah, year, right? down, a down team for sure. We do have a common op- opponent here. Because, remember, Hampshire Finette. Silsby beat Hampshire Finette 35-28 in a close one. That's the, clo- that's the closest game they've... Oh, no, they played Jasper 26-23. Mm. If you want to throw stones at Quero, you go back to that by-district game. Oh, yeah, Salado, go back to Salado. Where they needed overtime to beat them 13-7. Now, since then, they've been dominant. Dominant, dominant, dominant. They cannot fall asleep in this game. I'm rolling with Quero. I'm rolling with the Gobblers. I think there'll be a great crowd there for a 130 kick. Yeah, I think both, I think, both I think, towns are gonna be there. I think I think the uh, I think the um, the productivity in these two towns is going to be at an all time low uh, on Friday afternoon. Oh yeah, they're 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 out of there. I mean, the schools are schools are closed. I think I think people are taking off work. Shut down the towns. They really wanted to get it. If you're asking why they're playing at 130 on Fridays, because the the two schools the last couple of weeks have dealt with bad weather. Yeah. They, they just rough. wanted to get. They just wanted to make sure they didn't. The elements yeah. didn't impact the game. I think it was a fascinating game. This is the rematch of a semifinal game in 2018 when Quero won state, mm-hmm. and Stillsby gave Quero their best game. It was a five point game. The difference was Quero had Jordan Whittington. Yes. I think the difference this year is Stillsby has Draylon Miller. That's okay. that's, that's my my logic for my pick of Stillsby. Uh, that's just fine by me. It's a fascinating ball ball game. I think it's a coin flip game. And the other thing about this, what's great about this game. I do not think there's a lead that's out of reach for either of these teams. They're both really explosive. If this team, if this game is a 14-point game with five minutes left, it's still game on. Yeah, for sure. Because these two teams have the ability to hit home runs. Mm-hmm. Who can limit the number of home runs? Agree. All right. What was your fifth and final pick, Matthew? Six o'clock Saturday night. I was wondering. In Corpus Christi. 
It's time. It's the it's the referendum. the 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 election is taking place at Buck Stadium as the Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial Eagles take on the thirteen and zero PSJA North Raiders. And we've been saying it since the preseason. When we saw the the we've been saying it since February. February. This is the chance for the Valley, and we're here. This is it. The Rio Grande Valley had three of the four teams in the regional regional semifinals, and PSJA North is the last one standing. And they got to take. They got to. This is the Corpus Christi Vets is the final boss in Region Four. They they are the team of record in five A Division One Region Four. They won the regional title in twenty twenty. They are a preseason pick. They they were runner ups in twenty twenty one. They were runner ups in twenty nineteen. They they have been at this point mm-hmm. multiple times. If PSJA North wants to make that semifinal run, they got to get past Vets, Veterans Memorial. And if you're looking for an atmosphere. There, there's no question this is going to be the best atmosphere in the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. Talked to the Corpus Christi ISD AD Brenda Marshall today. She said they're expecting a sellout crowd. They're bringing in uh, temporary bleachers in the end zones for the bands to free up some capacity. Buck, sta- Buck Stadium seats. There was it was out there. That it seats eighteen thousand. Doesn't seat eighteen thousand. It seats about eleven thousand, and they're probably they're expecting about twelve thousand on Saturday for this one. You know, it's a Saturday game. But, you know, people are going to be traveling to this one. It's a, it's a huge game. Mm-hmm. Veterans Memorial, you know, they they go to, they went down to the Valley last week and, and on the road and took down McAllen 49-14. First time they really had left the Corpus Christi area all year. And Jaden Castaneda, Luke Moya had 100 yards rushing on offense. Eli Durrett, the quarterback, has been sensational all year. He throws for 198 yards and two touchdowns. Vets went down to McAllen. They were the favorites. They took care of business. McCallum hung around for about a half. Vets kind of put their foot on their throat and pulled away late. That was, in in many respects, that was a pretty typical Valley versus out of Valley playoff yeah. game. It's yeah. what it was. McCallum hung around. They hit him, hit him early, scored a touchdown. You know, and then Vets just kind of slowly just kind of strangle, put a stranglehold on that game. PSJ North's built different, though. They are a big physical nasty football team and i mean that in the highest regards they want to come out there and they want to beat the hell out of you Mm -hmm. that's their personality that's what they do and so the weather conditions last week in the valley they went on the road as well and took on brownsville vets and that ground strike offense is something serious dude psj north's defense shut them down dude that was a brownsville vets offense that just got done Hanging seventy something mm-hmm. on Victoria East. Yeah, uh, Victoria West. That's no East. East, yeah. Oh no, West. West. Yeah, it was West. Yeah, it was West. I'll check. I'll get, it was Victoria up. West. Um, they held that offense to fifteen points, and PSG North. They just they just lined up and just West. Was it West? Yeah, it was West. Yeah. Uh, they did. They just dominated. 35-15 win. Ali Aparicio, again, he's really underrated. And he, he's a magic man. Dude. He's a magic man, and he's a leader of men. Like what I've seen PSJ North in person. He's a leader. And let me tell you, let me tell you what Ali Aparicio does, okay? Ali Aparicio will chat with you. He, yeah. He, <laughs> we've done highlights of them a few times. He's fiery. And he is a, he is a fiery dude. Yeah. He is a guy who he – he strikes me as the guy because I don't know how big he is. He's 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 un, he's undersized. Yeah, I mean he's probably about five ten. A little he's undersized. Thin. He's not. And real he big. strikes me as a guy 
who, like, maybe growing up got told that he wasn't big enough to play quarterback. Mm-hmm. There's some, like, Baker Mayfield in him. Yeah, he got chip there's on his some, shoulder. Yeah, there's a little he, – he plays with swagger. And – he can, he can do that because he's got those big monsters in the offensive line who will <laughs> what, protect him. What are you going to do? <laughs> he's got his brothers in the offensive line. So PSJ North is a massive offensive line for any class and then for any classification, any any part of the state. But you put that offensive line in the valley where typically the teams are a little more undersized. They're 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 a unicorn down there, mm-hmm. and they're really good on the they're they're big and physical on the defensive side of the ball, and they get after it. They're a really unique team to the Rio Grande Valley. Mm-hmm. They, they they have a personality and they ha- they have a type. They want to line up and run the football, control the clock, and just bludgeon you. They're, they have, you know what they do? That maybe we just don't see a ton from the valley. They play with an edge. They do. They they know they're good. Yeah. And they're not intimidated by 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 anyone or anything. And I feel like this is the moment they've been waiting for. Now the question is, can they handle it? Can they handle it? They've been waiting for it, but it's another thing to actually handle the moment once you're there. Because Vets has been in this environment. You remember a couple of years ago, Vets played Corpus Christi Miller in a regional regional semifinal at Buck Stadium, full house capacity crowd. This is Vets is used to this. Because, okay, uh, uh, this is going to sound rude. I don't think Vela handled the moment against Vets. No, they, they scored a touchdown on the first play of the game, and then that was it. And that was it. And and they shot themselves in the foot a lot in that game. They did. They hurt themselves a lot. Mm-hmm. This is about PSJ North understanding this moment in history. And handling it. And handling it. Yeah. Because let me tell you, Veterans Memorial does not need extra possessions. They do not need you to give them a break. They are damn good. Yeah. And good enough to win this game on their own merits. They are. I think on paper North gets the edge here. They they have I agree. you look at common opponents. North has handled the the Miller and Vela really are the two common opponents, and especially against Miller two weeks ago, North handled Miller yes with ease yeah so, pretty comfortably yeah. So I think we're gonna see a Rio Grande Valley team in the state semifinals for the first time since two thousand and three. I think PSJ North goes on the road, and I think they get a win. And I think it's going to be an incredible, you know, seminal moment for Rio Grande Valley High School football. I'm taking PSJ North. Been riding with them all year. Well, I've been riding. I've been riding with the Valley all year, but we've been riding as a group with the Valley, and I think the Valley gets it done. I think PSJ North gets it done. I'm just going. I'm just going to say this out loud because you'll remind me to. I'm going to call Justin Evans. I'm going to ask him. See what he thinks, because he's obviously seen both of them. Yeah, he he would have. He would be a good. Have some good insights. Yeah, he had great insights because he was, you know. That's that's interesting. I I like North as well. I don't feel good about it. I'll be honest. Tough to win on the road. And, and Buck's going to be the fact if this game were if this game were in far, I'd feel a lot different. But it's going to. But the thing is, PSA is going to travel to Corpus. It's going to be a mm-hmm. they, like it's going to be a, a raucous environment, but it's not going to be a total hornet's nest because PSA North's going to have plenty of. And by the way, I think they've got Saturday nights to themselves. Region four after dark. Region four after dark. It's it's. Time has changed so six o'clock. It'll be dark at six. It's a little weird. So it's a fascinating game. I know you'll be locked into this one. It's a it's a fascinating game. The whole state will be locked into it. I mean I it's think, the only game in town. I think this I think this Vest Memorial team is really, really good. And I think that especially recently their defense has been playing good. I think this could be a low scoring slugfest. I really do. I don't know. I think points are gonna be at a premium here. But I do think I'm gonna go with PSJ North. All right. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Uh you tell me. Am I going to do a Region 2 game or a Region 3 game? Region 2. Okay. 
That's what you're saying. 7 o'clock Friday night at McLean Stadium in Baylor. At, at, in, at, in Baylor. At, in Waco <laughs> on the campus of Baylor University. It is the 11-2 DeSoto Eagles taking on the 12-1 Killeen Harker Heights Knights in a Region 2 final. And the first real, with all due respect to the teams in that they have faced so far, the first big test for DeSoto in the playoffs. Yes. They were better than Weiss. Well, they f- farted around a bit. They were better than Rockwell Heath. No such farting around. Mm-mm. And then they were better than Tomball. Shout out Tomball. They did it again, but... They farted around. That, that game turned... It was 7 nothing. I was watching this game between games Friday. It was, a, it was a 4 o'clock kickoff. DeSoto was down 7 nothing with about two minutes left in the first half. Mm-hmm. And they finally got Jonte Cook loose for like a 90-yard touchdown that completely flipped the game around. And then DeSoto's second half dominated. But for about a quarter and almost two quarters, it was DeSoto was kind of farting around. So this is a DeSoto team that we've installed as the Region 2 favorite from the word go in 6A Division 2. And they've put every one of them in the, in the correct column so far. John T. Cook, they've, again, he is really the straw that serves a drink for them. Mm-hmm. Like, when he goes, they're good. And... They are able to, especially when, like, the offense. I think DJ Bailey has been a real revelation for them at the quarterback spot. He's been very, very strong. Um, he was he was very strong last week. They've got a couple of different guys that they that they they, uh, they roll with. Uh, DeAndre Ryden, that Tiger. That's Tiger, yeah. Tiger Ryden. Mm-hmm. He's been great. Uh, they got a couple guys. Trey Wisner, they're kind of using in a variety of different ways, like kind of getting him the ball in space. Isn't it crazy how talented DeSoto is, is that Trey yeah. Wisner – a Texas commit. Is he still committed to Texas? Mm-hmm. Basically, ti- a sophomore is taking his job. Like, like Tiger Ryden's yeah. the, the yeah. feature back. But but more importantly, their defense was really suffocated Tom Ball last week. 187 yards total offense. Well, here comes Harker Heights. And um, I don't want to play spoiler here, but um, but in, in doing my research with uh, about about this game and about this team, uh, it, is, uh, it is my responsibility to inform you that uh, – Harker Heights is going to run the ball. They're going to keep the ball on the ground. Yeah, Rashawn Sanford, Amir Washington. I think they're probably going to line it up and grind it out. Now, that, I I am here to tell you, DeSoto is your favorite, okay? DeSoto is the favorite. If you don't hear anything else, I'm picking DeSoto to win the game. Mm -hmm. With that said, uh, DeSoto's run defense? Mm, Beatable. It's very beatable. Beatable. Yeah. That's that's the. I think that's the way to beat DeSoto's. South Oak Cliff ran the ball well on them. Yeah. Duncanville ran for three bills, almost four bills on them. Now I'm not here to tell you that Harker Heights is Duncanville. They're not. Mm-hmm. But they they have a better running back than Duncanville does. Is that a hot take? They've Man. got Rashawn Sanford. Man, Caden Durham's really good. Caden Durham's really good. Okay, they've got a Caden Durham clone. They do. They've they, a, they, yeah, they've got a guy Sanford. as good yes. as Caden Durham. I'm comfortable saying that. Yes. Rashawn Sanford's that guy, and they've they're, got a near Washington. They're comparable backs. Yeah, they're comparable backs. So, what happens then? What happens then? There is a chance. Here, there's a real easy way to see how this game goes. And the other thing about this, and I'm, I'm not trying to be a jerk here, DeSoto, when it's gotten to the big moment, historically, 
has not necessarily performed. Okay? Mm -hmm. They get the turnover bug. There's a real easy way to picture 42-28 Harker Heights because they run for 340 and, f and, four and five touchdowns and DeSoto's minus two in the turnover margin. Like that's a that is a that is a, a movie I can I can picture right now. DeSoto's the favorite, mm -hmm. but if they fart around like they did against Tomball in the first half, if they fart around in the like they did in their first round game, Harker Heights is good enough to run away from them. That is the real test here. Yeah, I, I like DeSoto. I think the Eagles <coughs> are, on, are are the favorite, and I think that this Harker Heights defense has to prove that they can slow down this big this big. Dangerous offense, but I do like. I do think this is a real danger zone moment for for uh, for Desoto. Especially if Desoto comes in and overlooks Har Desoto. Last year went to Colleen, and I made the mistake last year of picking Harker Heights over Desoto mm -hmm. in that game. Mm -hmm. And Desoto went out of Colleen, and <clears throat> I got a text from Claude Mathis at halftime of that game because mm -hmm. Desoto was up like forty-two to seven, and he was like Harker Heights, huh? And I was like, got it wrong, you know, mm -hmm. tip the cap. I think if they think this is last year's Harker Heights team, they're mistaken. I think that's right. I think this is a different DeSoto team, and I think this is a more experienced Harker Heights team who's now used to they're, – they're in the fourth round of the playoffs. Mm -hmm. They've been through these big moments. So I think if DeSoto overlooks Harker Heights because of what happened last year, they, that they're, they're right for the picking. But yes. I don't think they will. I, I think, think will in the fourth year. round, I think Coach Mathis is going to have their attention. They're going to go to Baylor to be ready to go, and I think they handle business. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think DeSoto wins. But keep an eye on this one because there is a very clear path for Harker Heights. Like, it's easy to picture. So, there it is. There is your final draft of the year. Your final draft of the year. Step took uh, Toller and Crawford, Southlake Carroll and Denton Geyer, Longview and Mansfield Timberview, Columbus and Franklin, and Corpus Christi Vets, PSJ North. I took China Spring and Anna, Galena Park, North Shore, and Atascacita, Shiner Refurio, Cuero Silsby, and DeSoto Harker Heights. Holy crap, what a week. Yeah, and we left some, there. Grandview, Dude, there's some the game I was going to pick was College Station, Smith and Valley. Yeah. Holiday Gunner. Holiday Gunner. Grandview Malakoff. Part nine. Part yeah, nine. I mean, there's, you know. I want to keep my gunner powder Brent, dry. Brennan Westlake. I'm keeping my gunner powder dry for next week. Prosper Louisville. For Canadian. It's a crazy week. It is a nuts <clears throat> Every Yeah, it's going to be, Friday is going to be crazy. because There's only. Yeah, two games on Thursday. And I think only six on Saturday. Let me see. What, let me see if I can do this real quick. I want to see thirty-four games on Friday, I, I believe. Yeah, we got to get better at Saturday games, guys. Like, come on, we can do this. We can do. This. Spread the love a little bit. Okay, more. so across the state in the eleven-man ranks, I want to see how many games that are are there projected to be more than two scores. Okay. Okay. More than two scores. <clears throat> Out of forty. Katie's a seventeen-point favorite over C.E. King. That sounds about right. That sounds yeah. about right. Shout out C.E. King, but Katie does look like the favorite there. Longview's a 20-point favorite over Timberview. Actually, 5A's got a fair amount. Longview, 20 over T Timberview. Argyle, 17 over Abilene Wiley. Does feel right. Forpin Marshall, 17 over Port Natchez Groves. Again, feels right. Liberty Hill, 16 points over Flower Bluff. Flower Bluff can score, y'all. Yeah. Um, so, you know, now I think Liberty Hill wins that game. Um, Glen Rose, a 20-point favorite over Monahans. That sounds about yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Boy, four of them in three. All three of Division Two. Three of Division Two's got four double-digit. Um, Canadian, Gunner, Newton, and Poth are all big favorites. All 15-plus points. That surprised me that Poth's a big favorite over Tidehaven. I would agree, yeah. I would agree. Um, and then Albany's a 16-point favorite over Collinsville. 
That's it. The Mart's, rest of them are Mart's not a double-digit favorite? 11. The computer okay. loves Love Lady. Okay. The computer has Love Lady uh, ranked pretty highly in 2A Division 2. Okay. Yeah, they've got, the, they've got Love Lady 5th. Okay. In the state. Right. So, um, should be interesting. Should be interesting. It's a fun week. Let's find out where Matt Stepp is going on this fun week. And his travels are, of course, presented by our friends at Country Meets. Ah, yes. Our friends at Country Meets. Sweet Country Meets. Sweet, sweet, clean, vamping Country yes. Meets. Yes. Shout out to our friends at Country Meets. We <laughs> all love the game of football, and they're here to make fundraising easy for your team. Head over to CountryMeets.com and use the discount code STEP10 to get 10% off your first order. Country Meets, they love the playoffs just as much as I do. They do, and that's a lot. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah. So where are we going? <clears throat> Thursday night, the DCTF crew will be in the house. Y'all will be rolling deep. In San Marcos. Yeah, we're all rolling separate, but we'll be down there. Because Pickle and Mallory, I think, are sticking around for the UTSA game on mm-hmm. Saturday. Well, the, the UNT-UTSA game on Sat- on Friday. I think they'll be biased, uh, unbiased journalists on Friday. They're going to paint their face. Yeah. Uh, Thursday night, we'll be watching the Edna Cowboys taking on the Lano Yellow Jackets in... Am I bad? The question is going to be, are me and Mike Roach bad? Because I'm, I'm riding with Mike Roach. Are we bad luck for Lano? Because you remember a couple of years ago when Lano played in the semifinals. Mm-hmm. Against Hallettsville. They got Jonathan Brooks. They got Jonathan Brooks. So, Pickles already said if Lano loses, we're banned from Lano games forever. So Can I tell you something? Sure. I think Lano's going to win. All right. I got Edna. I took Edna in the preseason before, before it. I think Lano's going to win. I'm okay. not saying that ironically. I think Lano's going to win. All right. And Pickles going to be insufferable. I know. But it is what it is. So uh, hopefully we can pregame at Herbert's Taco Hut. We'll see. Just depends on how quick I can get off work. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we're gonna, me and Roach are going to come back to the Metroplex Thursday night. You're driving back? Yes, we're driving back. Ro- Roach is driving back. I'm not. Damn. And then uh, Roach, Roach, you know what? We've done Mike, it before. Mike Roach, he's got that dog in him. He does. Mike's got that dog in him. And he, we drove to Del, Val- Del Valley last year for a game and drove back, ironically, against San Marcos. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, Friday, I'm going to Lindale. First ever visit to Lindale's football. Remember, we, Coach Cochran's yes. been saying, so I'm going to, going to go see a game in Lindale. We've eaten in Lindale. We've eaten at Doc's Pizza in Lindale. Uh, Timpson and Crawford. No. No, Timpson and Cooper. Thank you. So I don't have Crawford in my head. I guess I talked about Crawford earlier. Timpson and Cooper. Match of unbeatens. Another match of unbeatens. 13-0 versus 13-0. I get the Terry Bussey experience again. Dude, Cooper... Put it on Joaquin last week. That was very impressive. Now remember, that was a very close game between Timpson and Joaquin. If you're if you're playing the uh, who beat who game, who, who game, yeah. Cooper Cooper's on a little bit of a. There's a little Cinderella in there. There is. They're undefeated, but they haven't been talked about very much. They're, yeah, so. they're under the radar. They could. Everyone will be talking about them this week if they win they will, this game because uh, beating Terry Bussey is a, a tall order. He's something else. He is. Uh, and then Saturday, I'm flying to Corpus, hopping on a plane. I was originally going to be in San Antonio, but there's only one game in, in San Antonio. So I'm like, if I'm going to be in South Texas for one game, that's it. I'm going to Corpus Christi. Buck Stadium, Saturday night. Corpus Christi Vets in PSJ North. <sighs> I'm envious, man. I'll be in the house, potentially, to see the first Valley team make the semifinal since 2003. Or I'll be in the house for what will be a crazy atmosphere if Vets pulls it off and wins and wins the region on home turf. Mm-hmm. Either way, it's going to be a crazy, bonkers atmosphere. So It'll be good. I'm fired up for it. Yes, I'm, I'm. I'm hitting some miles this week. Not. Not even. Not. No games in the Metroplex for me this week. I'm. It's all on the road. Yeah. All road games. Yeah. 
Boy, next I'm already I'm already thinking about next week's podcast. We got to do the we're doing the we go in chronological order. <laughs> yeah, so we got uh I know we got uh, Thursday at the Star, three A Division One, Region One versus Region Two next got, week. So it's a four way agreement. Three A D One. So that's that's Brock Whitesboro Malakoff. That's another game, by the way, we didn't mention. Brock yeah. Whitesboro. Brock Whitesboro Malakoff Grandview winners play f- Thursday at the Star. Uh, Friday at the Star is. Who got in Brock Whitesboro? Whitesboro. I think I took Brock in the pre beforehand, and I, I. But that's a coin flippy game. That game came down to the final play. Yeah, it came down to the final play. Um, and then all Friday Friday night at the Star is four A Division two Region one two so Glen Rose Monahans Carthage Pleasant Grove mm-hmm. Star Friday night at NRG we got Chapel Hill Kilgore winner versus Cal Allen Bernie winner Friday night at NRG dude if we get Chapel Hill Cal Allen that's a weird matchup it is. NRG NRG is a good neutral site for that game. So we yeah, got a few semifinal four way agreements already trickling okay. in. So um, I don't know what I'm doing this week. I, I know there's um, uh, I'm um, like I said early early indications are that Bally's going to do a North Shore and Tuskegee. I don't think I'm part of that broadcast. Okay. Um, but then scoreboard Saturday night with myself, Aaron Hardigan, and Craig Way. Do you have a local game Thursday night? Brock and Whitesboro or Thursday at yeah. Collins. Could I talk my wife into letting me go to Brock and Whitesboro? Find we'll out. Find on, out. Find out on TexasFootball.com. It's going to do it for us. Thanks for being Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber. Step, thanks for your courage. Thank you. Talk to you next week on Tep and Step.